This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to episode number 361 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Yo, how goes it? Uh, on this end, it goes. How goes it on your end? Pretty darn good, I reckon. Pretty darn good. Yeah? I uh, We managed to record last week, which was nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're a day late this week because of work. So I did watch some stuff, but I didn't watch a ton of stuff. Okay. And I say that, and I'm going to get done, and you're going to be like, oh, you, you you watched a whole kinds of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, probably I did. Well, did you watch another 15 movies? No. Okay. Gosh, no. But you want to know what's funny? I forgot to talk about one last week, so I put it on the, uh, on the list for this week. Good. I did watch one, two, three, four, four movies. I watched five. I'm going to talk about five movies total. Okay. Yeah. And then I did watch a complete eight episodes of a show. Wow. I did. The they same were. Thing. It was a short. They were short episodes. Okay. Okay. You know, like half hour or whatever. So. <laughs> Uh, I'll start out with uh, the season finale of How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Father. father. Yeah. Uh, Guess what? Uh, Season two ends and we don't find out who the father is. Um, We They they do do one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, this is an on again, off again couple, blah, blah, blah. And it ends the season with her dating somebody else. But then she like shows a picture of like, yeah, well, because of that, that eventually led to them having so like having their kid. And she shows like a picture of them together with like a four year old uh, in the future. So it's like, oh, OK, so they've tipped their hat that that's not going to be the father. That so they, so they introduced this new character, but immediately told you that's not the father. No, no, no. They <clears throat> introduced a new character as a love interest for an existing character. But had said, no, no, she actually does get together with the guy that you met in the first episode. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah, they they have been dating on again, off again since the first episode. I gotcha. Yeah. So now there's there's still potentially three more people on the show. That three more characters that we currently know that could be the father or they could do a how i met your mother and just introduce the the mother at the end of the you know the yeah. last episode of the second to la- of the second to last season uh either way i, I i'm going to regret saying this but no matter what they do i don't think that they can fuck it up as bad as they did how i met your mother <sighs> ah yeah i know i mean that that's like saying quiet in the dispatch room you know, it's just it's something that you shouldn't do. 
I talked about a perfect game. I said quiet. I somehow have cursed this now, so they will fuck it up as bad or worse than. Yep, they will. Thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Following you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only other we watched uh, Deadliest Catch, of course, like we always do. Um, we enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, the After Party season two debuted. Yes. Uh, but I episodes. decided, but I thought Kate might like it, mm. so we went and watched the season one episode one because she's never seen the first season. Mm-hmm. And so now we've watched, I think we've definitely, we've watched uh, three episodes of the first season. So I'm going to finish the first season with her and then dive into the second season. Okay. Um, then I, what I will say about the second season, no spoilers. There were two episodes. We will get one new episode a week. Um, yeah. <clears throat> just like the first season, they're all, each episode is told from the point of view of one of the people at the event. Um, and it's told in their style, you know, so the first one is a rom-com. The second one is a period piece. I already have an idea what the third one's going to be, but yeah, so you get to fill in the blanks and hear the story, but it's always done from the point of view of who's telling it. And, you know, in the first season, we got things like a cartoon version, um, The musical of episode three was outstanding. That was so well done. I forgot how good that was. Uh, Gritty uh, film noir versions and stuff like that. You know, grindhouse stuff. Uh, Yeah. But yes, we've watched the first two episodes of season two and just as excited as we were for the first season. Laughed a lot. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, There was some cringe in the first episode because it's the rom-com episode. So, of course, everything that can go wrong will. Um, But yeah, I I look forward to you guys getting caught up and uh, then being able to talk about it. Well... Um, hopefully we'll try to finish season one by the end of the week. It is Tuesday. Tomorrow night I am going to the wrestling, but I will be home Thursday and Friday. Well, I will not be home Friday and I'm working a double. But I will be home Thursday night and then Saturday night. And then Sunday we're leaving for vacation for a week. So we'll not be recording next week. Okay. Yeah, we're leaving on. Uh, I, I know I've told you about this vacation. You just maybe forgot the timing. But we're dropping Wesley off at summer camp on Sunday and driving to Niagara Falls, Canada. And then I, working I'm our way back across they can't yeah. see me, but yeah. So, anyways, that that is our next week. So, when we record again, I will not have much to chat about. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other TV shows for me: um, Secret Invasion, uh, Strange New Worlds, and then, of course, uh, the show I, I talked about watching a complete series. I burned through it this week, and it's The Horrors of Dolores Welch on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know that one. I had never heard of it. I put it on Amazon Prime for just to see what was on. And it's like, here's, I thought it was a movie at first. So I watched the trailer and I was like, I'll check that out. Um, it was okay. Like, it seems like it would have been better than okay if you watched the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I enjoyed it. I wasn't happy with the ending. Okay. But I, I did enjoy it. It was an interesting story. Uh, the episodes are about 30 minutes apiece. Um, and it's about this woman who gets out of prison after 16 years and accidentally becomes a serial killer. Accidentally? Yeah, it's, it's told in a very interesting way. 
but um I, I think it's either it's it, it might be based on a podcast story or podcast play uh but it's definitely like a spin on those true crime podcasts and um the beginning is a little confusing at first because you're like what the hell am i watching um and then it kind of gets right into the story and yeah it was it was it was pretty damn good pretty damn good i enjoyed it you should check it out okay so i feel like i was on a roller coaster there you were saying that it wasn't bad it was okay and then by the end you're like it was really enjoyable you should watch yeah i talked i talked it right up talked it right up yeah okay uh, what about you? What do you, what do you got for shows to talk about? Uh, like you said, Strange New World, Secret Invasion. We watched The After Party. Uh, I also watched the first two episodes of the fifth season of What We Do in the Shadows. Um, oh, shit. Yes, I watched that, too. I forgot okay. about that. I watched that, too. Uh, the one show that we burned through all eight episodes of uh, was Jury Duty. Ah, all right. What did you think? So... For those who don't know the the premise, we talked about it briefly last week. Uh, It's a court case. There's a defendant. There's a plaintiff. It's a civil case, and they make sure to bring that up many times. There's a judge. There's a lot of potential jurors. There's bailiffs. Like, everything to make you believe that this is a real court case. Uh, But one guy is not an actor. Everybody else is an actor. Everybody else knows what's going on. Everybody else knows this is completely fake. This one dude is uh, completely oblivious. He believes that this is really happening. That being said, an ad on Craigslist for a company that was wanting to do a documentary on the life of a juror. Yes. So we answered an ad on Craigslist. As far as you knew, he got cast in this role. And one of the things that they had said in the ad was like, this will get you out of jury duty in the future if you get selected Mm -hmm. because you technically would have served jury duty. Exactly. Which Which is a. Anybody who knows jury duty understands that you can get selected multiple times in general. Yes. Uh, So that being said, if people don't want to hear spoilers for this, you know, jump ahead in the episode uh, because it is really worth it. It, This is an amazing show. Um, Isn't it, though? That being said, dude, this was so good. There were some things that really stood out to me, one of which was the fact that every one of the actors – which was everybody yes stayed in character the whole time even when they were doing their confessionals even when they were standing there talking to the camera crew like they were part of this documentary nobody ever let on nobody ever said you know oh we're getting him good nothing like everything that they filmed was in character even though they all knew that they were lying yeah well because the confessionals, they did them in front of everybody. Like mm-hmm. you'd see it at different times where they'd be like, Hey, can we get you and you to do like, you know, some talking points? And they'd go just stand off to the side in the room. Yeah. But even like the one woman, I can't think of her name, but like she was the black woman. And we know that because she constantly told us that. Mm. Remember? Like that was the point where like at one point she's like, she's talking to the one of the to one of the guys and she's like, well, I know our skin is similar, but you know I'm black, right? And he goes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, how do you know? You, you've told us many times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like even like her little moments of disgust with James Marsden or the little faces they would make in the background or anything like that, because I kept purposely looking to see if they were breaking character or laughing or whatever or making faces behind him or like, or like, oh, my God, like 
the point when he said like every day something happens it's like it's a bad reality series or something i waited for everyone to kind of like look around or, or something and, and no one reacted so right you're right um i kept looking for people to like break character as well and occasionally like especially the trashy girl like she yes laugh a she lot. would get the giggles yes <laughs> um and i think I, I seem to recall one time when they had like the group together and uh, like somebody laughed at something that he said and he's like, did you just laugh? And they're like, no, no, no. And, like he, he kind of caught them for a second, but not really. Um, so I love, I, I, go ahead. I, was, I love the fact that episode eight was the reveal yes. and we got all the behind the scenes stuff and we got oh. him, them talking to him and him asking questions and like, I love how he goes to the the, the bailiff like, but I mean, like, tell me, you're you're like a real cop, right? No, I'm not. I'm an actress. Oh, come on! And then she's and, like, so proud of herself. She's like, that yeah, was great. I fooled him. Or like the one day where she was calling the 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 old lady there, Cassandra, which is her real name. Cassandra, you forgot your bag. You forgot your bag. Blah 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 blah. And he's just like, there's not a Cassandra here. And so she doesn't say anything. And then they go into the courtroom and they put some old lady in there who's just like, Cassandra, you left your bag in the hallway. You yeah. know, like she's like, just so you know, your name is Cassandra. This is your bag. She's like, OK. Yeah. I just I really loved how they did the whole thing. And what was cool is like the judge was a, had been a trial lawyer his whole life before we before we get out of it. It was became an actor. The prosecutor and the defending attorney were actually attorneys that got into acting. So, but they had law degrees. So, like, they had their expertise on like the trial stuff. So they could ad lib like knowing the laws and this and that. Uh -huh. like, that was fantastic, dude. the The judge, yeah, was um, he's the father of Ike Barinholtz and John Barinholtz, two comedy actors. Like, oh, okay. If you look them up, you'd be like, oh my god, it's them. Um, Ike yeah. Barinholtz is, uh, he's, oh, he's the ex in, um, the after party season one, the, the father of the oh, kid. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So his dad was the Brett. judge. Yeah. Brett. Oh, okay. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It, so yeah, you're right. The eighth episode, uh, when he said that there was a trial going on and then he started highlighting all the ways that this guy was a good person. Yeah. That right there, like everything else was funny. It was entertaining. It was great. That right there, just like I lost it at that point. I'm like, are you shitting me? So it wasn't just like, you know, we're going to tease and torment this guy. Like they gave him a yeah. hundred grand and yeah. they let him see, you know, we were testing you and you are a good person. I don't know that they could ever do this again because now that it's, it's like the Blair Witch Project. Like once well, it's been seen. I bet they could because it was on Freevee. It hasn't had a lot of publicity. It's not <clears> like... You know, like, I think a lot of people have heard about the show, but they didn't see the show. They didn't know the premise of the show. So I think maybe they could get away with doing a second season, but I think they'd be pushing it after that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but also, this this guy, Ronald, was actually such a genuinely nice person. Right. That it would be so hard. to. What if they cast someone that was a complete <laughs> asshole? You know? Right. Well, that's and what I was I thinking. Love, like, is that yeah. the point of it? And I love that, like, in the in the reveal, they're talking like, okay, like he really got into this trial, like more than we expected. Mm -hmm. So he's asking questions. He's actually putting things together. He's taking this very seriously. 
Mm-hmm. And so it put it kept them on their toes. And then they would have like, all right, so if this is almost like a Truman Show type thing, really. And it's like, okay, if this happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do this. So they had like, you know, a standby cake. They had this. They had that. They had all these contingency plans. And like, like the actors were talking about, like they would rehearse during the day. Yeah. And then they'd go to court and then have their court and then get sequestered again. And while they're sequestered, he's back there by himself or with one person. Everyone else is out rehearsing again. Dude, the tell them you're racist. Oh, my God. Yeah. And how they took that out of the script because they were like, no, that's too far. Nobody would ever do it. And then he did it on his own. And they're like, we got to run with it. Yeah. Well, they were like, like, no, like, what if he hasn't seen that episode of Family Guy or something like right. that? And he's like, so the family guy just you know, tell him you're racist. <laughs> and I love when the guy says, like, I'm a racist. And, and they cut like the cameras on him. And he's just like, oh, shit, he said it. I can't believe he said it. And then he kept laughing. Him and the trashy girl, yeah. they were just like, he actually said it. Um, I love, like, I love that they showed us how they made the big turd that Barston put in the toilet. Oh my and God. then he took the blame for it. Uh, he took, you, you took the blame for the turd, you know, or, or like, uh, yeah, the guy comes in and goes, guy, so that was you. He goes, must've been, must've been, <laughs> or like the, um, <laughs> the, the soaking scene. Oh my God. I, I had never even heard of that. And I love, I that actually they went, had heard of that. I love that they went the extra mile and recorded it and then showed him, we recorded this for you. Yeah, we recorded this too. You know, like I love how like uh, jump j- j- jump harder, Mr. Marsons. Uh, no, no, don't jump any harder. Yes, jump harder. You guys need to get on the same page. You know, I just yes. I thought the whole thing was hilarious. He brought that DVD for him to sign that really crappy movie. Oh, Sex Drive! It made me want to watch Sex Drive again. I kept telling Julia, I was like, it's so terrible, but we have to watch it now. I love how yeah. his, his segue into it, he was like, oh, maybe think of one of my favorite movies that you're in. And he's like, really? He goes, yeah, that one had a judge, too. He goes, I've never done any court stuff. And he goes, no, the car. No, you are not talking about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so good. It really was. Like, it was it was quite hilarious. Uh-huh. <sighs> uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely love that one. Um Oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, we uh, we were kind of under the gun because, like you had said, you know, it was only on Prime for so long. You know, we could watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was only going to be on there a few more days. Yeah, it, we could watch it on Freebie, but we're like, uh, we got to. Commercial free! Yep. Yeah, but the wife and I were talking. It'd be really hard to do a second season at this point, we feel as well. Maybe they can get away with a second season, but probably not a third if the show becomes more and more popular. Right. And I mean, like, I, I've told tons of people about it, like at work and everything. Mm-hmm. How it's like a quick watch, an easy watch, and how it's genuinely funny. It is. Like, laughed a lot. Yeah. I loved the Korean guy and how he was talking, and he's like, it was so hard to talk that slowly all the time. Or the, uh, the, the, drinking we weren't allowed yes. to drink until you ordered and i love the behind the scenes yeah. where they're all like come on man, order order, order. you gotta order hey you order first man you're the boss man you need to order uh-huh so like if yeah if, if he doesn't order an alcoholic drink none of them can have one so they all got one and then the rest was water uh-huh 
Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was God, great. So I good. I re- I genuinely enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh what we do in the shadows? We got two episodes, which was surprising. I thought we were only getting one, but bonus. Yep. So, Guillermo is a vampire, or is he? <laughs> My theory is that his Van Helsing blood is resisting the turn. Yes, because he's got partial things going on. His eyes were glowing. Mm. He turned his ears into bad ears. He like, he's got some partialness he's going on. Raw meat. Or yes. very, very yes. uh, rare meat. It's hilarious how he got his friend to ch- turn him. Uh-huh. Eventually. That was hilarious. Especially when he bit him and he's like bleeding out. Uh, and then he offhandedly makes a comment about like another vampire turning him. And then they're all very like Laszlo's like deadly serious like about no. I would, you know, like you, I would kill you and kill myself and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's the worst thing you can do to a vampire is to be the, is, as a familiar is to have someone else turn you and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be interesting to see. I liked how they went and saw the old vampire. Oh yeah. And like, what happens if you like, if a vampire who's already been turned, a person's already been turned to a vampire, and then another vampire like t- tries to turn him again, what happens? He's like, let's, oh, find let's, out. let's go find out. I, I turned my neighbor because he was bugging me. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just literally exploded. <laughs> um, I just thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, like it carried over from the first to the second episode. First episode was about going to the mall. No, the second episode was going to the mall, wasn't it? No, the, I thought this. No, the second oh, no, episode, the second was, episode him, was Boys Night Out. Yes, Boys Night Out, where where they go to hang out with their buddies and the police, and they get arrested, and that. Uh, you you rely he- too heavily on hypnotizing people. Just use your words, <laughs> and it's because he can't hypnotize people, and he's jealous, and I don't know. It's it's just. It. I'm. I'm. Addison came downstairs while I was watching it, and she watched like half an episode with me mm-hmm. and she goes oh, all right can you pause this i was like yeah she's like what's the name of this show what we do in the shadows how long has this been on I'm like i think this is season five where can i watch it hulu all right i i need to go start watching it from episode one and she just went upstairs uh-huh and started watching it i don't so, blame her yeah it's fantastic um oh uh well, damn it i can't think of his name colin Colin Robinson. Jesus. Colin Robinson. <laughs> He's working at a, a restaurant now, uh, infuriating people by messing up their orders and on and on and on. It is hilarious. Even when they go meet Guillermo there or Gizmo there uh, to like celebrate his birthday, even though it's not his birthday, um, and they can't eat food, but yet Colin bugs them into finally ordering something just to shut them up. And then he brings them the wrong food Uh huh. that they're not going to eat anyways. Exactly. Because <laughs> in episode two, Nadja reminds us why she, they can't eat anything oh when there's God, like a the little lick. Yeah. Whatever town she's from, whatever country she's from though, like the little, whatever, like it's little Italy, but it's like little obscure little country. Spasnokio or something like that. Yeah, Exactly. And so she has like a tiny nibble or lick 
of this traditional food that she hasn't seen in years or decades or centuries or whatever, mm-hmm. and immediately violently vomits. <laughs> and then passes it back to the guy like, no, nah, that's good. You can resell that still. Um, yeah, it's just uh, there's so much that happens, but it's just so good. Um, we also find out that her the doll that the earth, the human version of her soul. Oh, was my in, God. Yes. Th- this was a little cringy, but it was great because basically she got drunk and sat on the doll and broke its legs so colin robinson attached the top part of the doll to a little dancing animatronic yeah. thing and they could press the button and it made her dance and pull up her skirt and they're like, Whoa. that was hilarious and she it hated was, every second oh of it. my god she hated every second of it yeah um because nadja found out that she's cursed or hexed Curses are just hexed. whatever, but hexes, yeah, hexed. which is interesting because we've had that whole thing with the um, cursed hat, and they're basically like curses, whatever. But hexes, whoa. Um, so they find out that she's hexed because she's a bad person, essentially, and she has to. Do one, it's like one unselfish act or one kind act um, in order to break the hex, and it's it's not going to happen. It's like it is not well, going to happen. But she, she thinks she's, she's just too selfish. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, oh well, I'm a good person, so yeah. Ah, it's a great show, God. I remember last season there were a few episodes, more than a few episodes, where it was like, eh. Um, yeah. These two yes. fucking fire. These two were amazing. I yeah. loved the guys getting drunk and stealing the cop car and then wrecking it. And it, <laughs> it was just so freaking good. Oh, my God. I like when they I stole his gun and one guy's like, you need to give that back to him right now. We can't steal his gun. You know how much trouble he'll get him for stealing his gun? He loses his gun. But we're stealing this car. That's different. Yeah. And then so he tells him, he's like, empty the clip. Him. Empty the clip. So he starts firing it. Yes. What are you doing? You told me to empty the clip. I'm emptying the clip. Uh, good times. Good times. Oh. Let's see. What do you want to talk about next, sir? Uh... Secret Invasion. What would you think of this? I'm going to stick with my synopsis from last week, which is I don't dislike it, but it's just it's not doing anything for me. I, I think it, it's too big. The storyline is too big. The world is in peril and we only have the scrolls and Nick Fury. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently a scroll roadie. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just I'm just not. If the world was really in this much peril, especially with the president being attacked like it was in this episode, Avengers would have showed up from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um <sighs> It's hard to care about Nick Fury's wife when this is the first that we've met her and, you know, this is the little bits that we get to see of her here and there. 
Um, you know, we're supposed to care more, but this isn't like Rhodey. Like, I would care more if we were really getting to the heart of when Rhodey changed over or when Rhodey was usurped. We don't even know if Rhodey's still alive. Because, you know, right. these Is scrolls, he captured in one of those stasis things yeah. like everybody else? We haven't seen him. Right. Or And how long has he been under scroll management? Whatever. Yep. Like, did this happen after the accident? Um, uh, apparently, everybody on Team Bad Guy Scroll, uh, Gavix uh, team has extremists in them. Um, Gavix showed yep. the first signs of the the comic version of the Super Scrolls, which the Super Scrolls could actually there was usually only one, but um, they could mimic the powers of superheroes uh, that they encountered. He did a Groot. Like, he, I thought in the commercials that it was more like Venom, but yeah, when he fired out his arm and grabbed that guy, it was definitely Vines, like Groot. Yes, it was. So that's part of his, you know, I'm awesome, I can do this, uh, I can mimic the powers yeah. of another hero. Uh, great, good for yeah. you. Uh, he used it exactly once and then went right back to shooting a gun and shapeshifting. Uh mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the action scenes in this are spliced together wrong. You know, one yep. minute he's charging forward and grooting, and then the next minute he's back behind a car with an assault rifle. Uh, it does and, feel jumpy. And the fact that last week ended with Gaia laying dead on the ground, and then in the After first couple shot. of seconds she sits up because, again, you know, she's part of Team Bad Guys, so she has extremists in her. And then we ended. But we also find out that she only has it in her because she put it in herself secretly. They mm-hmm. don't know that she stole the powers right. after she went and stole the codes to uh, stop the 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 sub attack from the yes. British sub to the NATO plane. Yep. Um. So, but then we end this episode with Talos being killed, allegedly. Uh, Allegedly, because Fury leaves his body behind to save the president. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he gets to see that Gavik has, you know, extremists in him. And I don't know if Fury understands what extremists is. I don't know if he recognized it or if he was just like, oh my God, I can't kill him. So. All right. So here's here's my other issue. Okay. Rhodey is a scroll. Mm-hmm. He's working for the bad guys. He organ he's he's in on this potential hijacking of the president, you know, to make it look like it's the Russians. Mm-hmm. He stays in the car the entire time the attack is underway. Yes. Doesn't come out to raid aid, aid you know aid uh, render aid. Correct. Doesn't come out when Fury shows up and you know to say like you also know correct. like we fired him blah 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 or to stop everybody all the soldiers listen to Fury. Like they see him and immediately do what he says. Back up here, sir. Him and know him and on and on and on. And when we see um, the scroll Gall- Gallus, Gavik, Gavik, Jesus Christ, Gra- I couldn't think of his name. Gravik, Gravik. When he's trying to, I was thinking Talos. 
It's Talos. When we see Talos trying to break open the window to rescue the president from the overturned car, and he's been shot, so he's starting to he can't maintain the human form anymore. He's starting to slowly transition back over. And the soul, he's an alien. And Fear's like, no, he's helping us. And he's like, okay, back to shooting these other people. Like mm-hmm. it's just I had I had a hard I had a lot of issues with that. Yeah. I I concur. I, I I think again that this is too big of a story to be told in six episodes, only focused on Fury and what he's doing. Um, the whole the whole point of him eavesdropping on Rhodey and his wife, knowing that she's going to try to kill him, um, yeah. and then having the heart to heart with her where he asks her why'd you pick this person to mimic. She gives the story, you know, she had terminal whatever. Um, yeah. But she uh, she made me promise that I wouldn't hurt you. They both fire their guns. They both miss on purpose. And they have a good laugh. And oh, ho, ho, ho. And that's it. But like this whole time, she's been a bad person. She's been, you know what I mean? Yep. On the wrong side, if you will. Yep. And here's the thing, too. Here's the thing that gets me. Really yep. gets me. Is the scrolls that are rebelling. Their whole thing, their whole shtick is that they want to be able to wear their own skin. This is not a case where the scrolls are indentured, where the scrolls are being um, hunted and killed for sport or, you know, persecuted or anything like that. They are living among people. They are surviving. Some of them are thriving. You know, they have high-paying government jobs. Yeah, exactly. Or they're just happy living life. But they've decided, nope, we need to eliminate all human beings, kill them all, extinction-level events, so that we could take over and have this planet be ours and ours alone. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It It is a terrible villain plot. There's no reason... For these villains to be having this this like desire again, if the humans were hunting them, if they were at war, if this was like a mutants versus humanity thing you see next time, no, it's sure. Fury lied to us because he didn't find us our own planet. Yeah, and even though we're thriving here and we're not living, you know, like we're you know like we're not being persecuted and we're not being hunted, like you said, we gotta revolt because I I'm inconvenienced. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. It's, yeah, this is this sucks. So okay. instead, let's just kill them all so we can walk around the earth without being, you know, in our, in our own skin. Yeah, it makes no yeah. sense. It makes zero sense, and it bothers me. Yep. Just like again, if this was a worldwide crisis situation, like it is, there. Well, we can't bring the Avengers in because they might mimic an Avenger. <laughs> uh-huh oh okay that's a good enough reason then yeah yeah I, I think that's definitely a good reason so we got two episodes left i'm obviously going to watch both episodes obviously um, uh next time we record we have completed it it looks like okay oh yeah yeah no next time we record we would have completed it because the fifth episode's on this week and the sixth episode's on next week when i'm on vacation so I will try to watch it before we record. Okay. 
Um, just uh, Star Trek? I think that's it. You have anything else? No, I got no movies. Just news and trailers. All right. and stuff. I, I got a few movies. All right, Star Trek. Uh, what would you think of this week's episode? I did not like it. No, why not? So I didn't hate it, but I definitely felt like um, the story felt shoehorned in. You know, we, we've got this whole love triangle between Spock and the nurse and the uh, the Vulcan woman that Spock's betrothed to. And there's always been that tension where, you know, Spock likes the nurse, the nurse likes Spock, but he's trying to honor his traditions and his Vulcan heritage and so do the honorable right thing. Uh, so it's been a point of tension last season, this season. Um, and basically at this point, the nurse is like, I'm getting a fellowship someplace else. I'm going to leave Enterprise, remove temptation. And he's like, OK, because I'm moving forward with my wedding and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but her fellowship is on Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's short term and then she'll be back on Enterprise. So she's only leaving for short term. She she needs the space though. She needs to clear her head and um so Spock essentially Spock and her end up in a shuttlecraft and there's a weird anomaly and next thing you know they wake up and Spock is human. Yeah, and not only oh. is he human, He's going through puberty. Yeah. This is where they lost me. Like, if he had been a fully grown human, and the, because what happened was the anomaly was these extra dimensional beings that had no form, and they basically said that these two were injured. He was incomplete because he was half human, half Vulcan. She was complete because she was fully human. So they used her as the replica or the, you know, the basis. And they were like, well, this one is completely human. This one is only partly human. So he must be broken. We'll make him completely human to match her. Now they match. Great idea from a genetic standpoint. Terrible idea from a storytelling standpoint. Because now he's going through puberty, like you said, or the equivalent of. And he's whining and getting drunk and experiencing anger and lashing out blah 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 it it felt annoying to me and then of course you add in the they handled it well but it was the almost slapstick rom-com thing of oh no her very uptight traditionally vulcan parents are coming and they're going to expect me to be perfect a perfect Vulcan, but I'm human, so I've got to pretend. So we're going to bring my mom in, Mia Kirshner, awesome, great choice for his mom, um, to come in and kind of coach him uh, along with everybody else on, quote-unquote, how to be Vulcan. So apparently he lost all of his memories of being a Vulcan. He, He lost all of his memories of how he acted, how he was expected to comport himself. Wasn't buying it. Really annoyed me. Um, so, essentially, everybody teaches him how to be a Vulcan, including grabbing a scalding hot cast iron pot and just suppressing his pain, which even his human mother has learned to do from all her time on Vulcan. Yeah. Like, that was unbelievable. The The mother was over the top. The father was like, hey, I just want to eat some good food. And the mother's like, no, the you're wrong. The father was happy. Yes. He, he was like, oh, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy who loves everyone. And, and I'm Vulcan, and I re- but I respect everybody, and everything's great. And, oh, oh, my wife is domineering and controls me. And I have to agree with everything she says. Even if I've just expressed my own opinion, I don't have to alter my opinion to match hers. Which I kept waiting for him to have a moment 
of being like, you know what, honey, I'm not going to agree with you anymore and have her be like, oh, but that never happened. So the comedic stylings of Anson Mount in the background through that was hilarious. <laughs> I fucking love Anson. He, he was the best. He was so player. good. Like, <laughs> you know, like, the, oh, I can try for those food. He like gives him the double guns and, you know, he goes to bring it some. And then, you know, Spock's like, oh, I was a human the whole time. And he just turns around. Yep. On, like <laughs> all the little funny things he did in the background were hilarious. Yes. So it was. It was borderline slapstick while still being serious. It was um, a very, a very big stretch, even for a sci-fi show. Like this was a stretch. And the fact that they decided to make him essentially going through puberty, just that bothered me. His hair was was messy. Yeah. That was my only issue, quite frankly, was that they had him go through puberty instead of just like, experiencing emotions or this or that for the first time fully like he did like but the thing is he had experienced emotions before he could just control it better now he couldn't control it so some of that makes sense the fact that this this superior being if you will saw his half dna half vulcan half human half vulcan dna and then saw hers is all human was like oh we must have damaged him when he hit our transporter yeah. Made him all made him all human. That that does make sense. Like I, I believe that. Like if, yes. if this being exists, then I believe this is possible. Yep. I can uh, I can get just, behind that part of it. There was just the over the the over the top mother, like you said, the the freaking fucked father, uh the him going through puberty, those three I had issues with those. It didn't deter me from enjoying the episode as a whole. It just made me like beige flag it, you know? Yeah. Yep. You, I, know what, uh, you know what a beige flag is? I do know what a beige flag is. Um, I, it's, it's. I just learned about it myself. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a term to describe romantic partners' weird habits that are less than less than that are less than a deal breaker, but not exactly a plus. So, yeah. like, it just basically gives you pause for a moment, and then you move on. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Um. But yeah, so same. It wasn't that I hated the episode, but it really, the last few episodes have been so good. And I love the show so much that this one felt just, it it felt wrong. Like there was no need of it. I'm glad that him and the nurse technically got together at the end of the episode, but will it stick? Who knows? I I think that's a good resolution there as well. Um, Honestly, I'd be happy if we got three or four more seasons of this show. Same. And I just I just enjoy it so much. And I know Pike's on borrowed time and I know eventually this practically the entire crew is going to be, you know, Kirk. They're going to be under Kirk's command and maybe we can have a smooth transition to Kirk and keep the pro keep the show running. I, I don't know. But realistically, I just enjoy the hell out of the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's just very enjoyable. And I think more than discovery, more than. Deep Space Nine, more than Voyager, more than Enterprise, more than any of the movies, I think Gene Roddenberry would enjoy this, you know, over all those other properties that have been released under the Star Trek name. I agree. You know, I would say it's the original series, Next Generation, this. Yes. Yep, I can see that. Next Generation was so good. Oh, so good. All right. 
yeah, movies and stuff. Um, I got no movies. I, I didn't watch any movies this week, unfortunately. You said oh, you got right. a few, so, and you've got to talk about one from last week. So I, I do, I do. So I'm, I'm going to talk about this. So okay, I watched um a couple of classic movies. I watched Bloodsport with Kanan. He had never seen it. Um, it, it's st- the fighting. Okay, the fight scenes they're not great. The storyline mm-hmm. it is what it is. Uh the Humate, Humate, I love <laughs> it. Uh it's it's just it's a great flick. It's a great it's a great classic flick. Kanan enjoyed the hell out of it. It's cheesy as shit, but he enjoyed the hell out of it, and I did too. I, it, so it was fun to watch. It yeah, again. it is a popcorn movie for sure. I had watched Black Rain <clears throat> last week, and so. I went on the uh, go on the Black Rain on the on the channel there, and then scroll down. And you get the uh, you might also like or people also watched, and there was one called Deep Cover that I don't ever remember watching uh, back in the day when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I think it came out in '92. Yeah, um, it stars Larry Fishburne. Because that's how he's credited no, in the movie. No. Yes. When I saw that pop up, I went, no shit. Um, and Jeff Goldblum's in it. And uh, yeah. So um, so the, the, the theme song, Deep Cover, is composed by Dr. Dre. And it <laughs> features uh, Snoop Doggy Dogg as backing vocals in his studio debut of recording a song. But anyways, uh, it's about a uh, LAPD officer who goes in deep cover uh, to infiltrate the drug trades and essentially rises up through the ranks in the old drug trades and decides he likes doing that a bit more than being a cop um, for a little while. But then, you know, uh, maybe it ter- maybe it changes by the end. It's I would not say it's a phenomenal movie. I enjoyed it. Um in fact, he's credited as Larry Fishburne is friggin' hilarious to me because it just seems wrong. Like, no one's calling. I'm like, that's Larry. one of those things. I'm like, no one's called that man Larry his entire life. You know what oh. I mean? Like, no one walks oh. up to Lawrence Fishburne, who looks so prim and proper, and he speaks so eloquently, and he has that amazing voice, and went, "What's up, Larry?" Oops. No one. No. no. He doesn't introduce himself as, "Yeah, my name is Larry Fishburne." No. No, yeah. he does not. Um, I watched. Kanan and I watched Sisu. How was that? We loved it. Um, right. It's a Finnish movie. I actually I bought it on Amazon, so it was delivered on. It was delivered Tuesday when it was on its release day, right. and so he came over last Tuesday night and we watched it, and it was awesome. It was wild it was violent it was over the top it was very good and the lead actor literally doesn't utter a single fucking line until the very end of the movie oh wow he he makes grunts he cries out in pain um but otherwise yeah it's it's a good flick i we i really enjoyed it if you have a chance to watch it you should absolutely check it out if you like john wick or you liked nobody, you'll absolutely like this. It's definitely Ooh. in the vein of those movies. Okay. 
Uh, I watched a. Uh, it came out in 2014. I don't ever remember hearing about this. Okay. Um, but it's 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 a found footage horror flick, um, from the uh, from the director of the Blair Witch Project. Okay. And as it says here, the story revolves around a group of friends hunted by something in the woods of East Texas. Um, it's it's a Bigfoot movie. It's really good. Like it is. It it's it's really good. It's low budget. I think you know. Uh, it, but man, it's it's a bunch of friends. They're filming themselves with GoPros, if you will. They they kind of not intentionally mess with a Bigfoot, but something happens. Bigfoot's coming for them. There's some great horror moments in it. There's some good suspense. I mean, like legitimately, I really enjoyed it. It's on mm. it's on Prime, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It's only like 82 minutes long. You know, so it's not long for a movie. Fuck the episode of Black Mirror was longer than that that we watched <laughs> last week, you know. Yeah. Um I thought it was pretty well done and I thought it was pretty damn, pretty damn original, like a cool concept, you know, and the creature effects for the Bigfoot, you know, they're, they're not over the top. They're solid that, you know, like I've never seen a Bigfoot, obviously I know they exist, but I've never seen one. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Well, that's cool. I was not expecting to hear that. I thought that it would be like mediocre at best. Yeah, no, I was surprised. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, And then the last thing I have to talk about is a movie called Down East. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's on, I believe, Paramount Plus, or maybe it's on Paramount Plus through Showtime. Um, Hold on. It came out in 2021. It was filmed in the Portland area. It, uh, it, 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 it's actually got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but there's only five votes. Okay. <laughs> and five, it's, that's it's, it. Five but, votes. It, but four out of five on Vudu and 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. Uh, here's the plot. Um, a story of love, loss, and redemption. Down East dives into the often ignored city underbelly of Maine. The film combines crime, revenge, and the hope of a new life. It's a Gravitas Ventures movie. Um, basically, it's about this guy and him and his dad, a lobster fisherman, and there's some drug running involved. And there's uh, there's a level of crime in the Portland area that simply does not exist, an organized crime level that I know does not exist. There is... Uh, he talks about his youth, and then when, his, when something happened, and he's like, you know, I did this, and I shouldn't have done it. And... Uh, they should have come for me because it's not how we handle things in the old port. Like it puts a really like a seedy underbelly of Maine that simply doesn't exist. Trust me. I know I've been in public <laughs> safety for 22 years. Uh-huh. Like there's crime in Maine, but this here, this doesn't exist in Maine. Maybe in Boston, but not in Maine. Um, that being said, overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, okay. They did a good job with it. I can't. I would not give it a a hard sell, 
but it's like a fun movie to watch where you sit there and go, oh, I recognize that. Oh, I know what street that's on because it's all down in Portland. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'd say they did a good job with the movie. I'd say if you're not from Maine and you watched it, you would probably be like, wow, there's some, there's some crazy crime shit going on in Maine. I didn't realize that. No, there isn't. But it's, it is believable at least. Like you've seen enough movies of stuff like this happening in New York or Boston or other places where it's like just it's just believable enough that we might have some issues like that. Okay. We don't. No, we don't. We do not have anything like that. But yeah, it's fun. Hmm. Oh, trailers and such and whatnot. Not a ton here either. No, no. It was kind of a, a weak week. Uh-huh. Had a few prime deals. Oh, we got a full on like character shown off Ahsoka trailer. Yeah, I liked the hell out of that. I did too. I almost didn't watch yeah. it because so I was like, well, I'm just going to watch it. But uh, it was all over my newsfeed. So I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. And damn, looks good. All the characters from Rebels are there. Um, yep. Well, most all of the characters from Rebels are there. And yep. uh, we got Thrawn. We've seen our first big screen live action Thrawn. So yep. that that's exciting. pretty fucking exciting. <clears throat> uh, you shared the new Wonka trailer. I didn't really care for it. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. As I told I, Julia, the only thing worth watching was Hugh Grant as an Opa Yep. yep. But it's not a story worth telling, in my opinion. It's not a it's story not. I needed to see. No. No. It's not a story I needed to see. I don't. I didn't need to see the Johnny Depp version. I, Gene Wilder died. That's it. That's all you need. Gene Wilder's version. Uh, that's don't need anything other than that. Quite frankly. Correct. Correct. Um. Yeah. So that was, but it, again, it's a movie I didn't need. Uh, it's not a movie, but yes, and but he's too small of an Oopaloopa too. He is. He's very tiny. But yes, hilarious. I'm starting to dance now, and I can't stop, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> oh, Hugh Grant is suddenly having a moment again. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fillion's gonna play Guy Gardner in Deadpool, maybe, because you know. There's an actor strike and they've stopped uh, everything. He's not in Deadpool. That's a DC character. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> yeah, I didn't mean Deadpool. Sorry. I don't that's know why okay. I said Deadpool. Uh, pretty much considered to be the least favorite uh, Green Lantern ever. He was like a backup for Hal Jordan. The only reason that Hal got yeah. it was because he was closer. Uh, Guy yeah. Gardner in the comics got brain damage several times. Uh, yep. So I don't know if Nathan Fillion is going to do the typical James Gunn thing and show up on screen for like five seconds and then be killed off or thrown away, um, be a punching bag. But, yep. you know, if, if he is going to be a full on Green Lantern for an exceptional period of time, good for him. That's cool. Uh, you forgot the one trailer that I sent you for Painkillers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this I needed looks- one after watching the trailer. It looks intense. Like, this is the story yeah. of oxycodone, but it's told uh, from multiple perspectives. You know, the drug yeah. company, the lawyers who were like, this is addicting and killing people, the drug, the pharmaceutical representatives, you know, the, the pharma girls, as Barney called them. Uh, yeah. It's the entirety of the rise of oxycodone. Yep. I will I will be watching it. I think it looks very and good. And probably the fall of it, too. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yep. 
You sent me uh, Godzilla minus one. Uh, hey, you know what, man? I I watched the shit out of that. I love me a Godzilla movie, except 1998, because fuck that. That was garbage. <laughs> um. It's interesting how we have two Godzilla storylines going on. We have the original Toho Japanese Godzilla that we've had since 1954, 58, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they licensed that god-awful movie in 98. Fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And then they recently licensed it to um, for the MonsterVerse we have here, Legendary Pictures. And so we actually have, storyline-wise, Godzilla movies happening in Japan godzilla movies happening in the united states which are taking place in japan Mm -hmm. uh but they're parallel stories or alternate universe stories whatever they do not cross over and it's really interesting how we have it'd be like if two people were making nightmare on elm street movies or fire 13th movies at the same time using the same killer but the stories didn't overlap yeah i'm i'm happy for it yeah i know you're a much bigger godzilla fan than i am i love godzilla i love all the kaiju but yeah, you're definitely a bigger Godzilla than I am. Gorilla. No. Um, the retirement plan, Nick Cage. Holy cow. Looks amazing. Looks absolutely amazing. Um, uh, I was surprised the, at how it looks. The cast that's in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, whew. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, damn, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can we can skip. I Burger can't remember that's in, that's, in, that's in theaters, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Uh, Russell Quest Legends game trailer again. Um, it looks cool. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not yeah, a gamer, it but looks cool. it looks no. pretty badass. I like the. RPG aspect of it and the old school graphics. Yep. Uh, Invaluable, the true story of the Epic Artists documentary about the Evil Dead FX artist comes to Blu-ray on Amazon. So the the person that that made this movie, when he released it on DVD, I bought that. Mm -hmm. And then he released it on Blu-ray with some extra footage, and I bought that. And then I gave my DVD to my my buddy Brandon because he wanted to watch it, so I shipped it down to him in North Carolina. So I have a DVD copy. I believe it's signed too, um, from the from the filmmaker when he released it a couple years ago. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Um, Oppenheimer, the seventy millimeter print is eleven miles, <laughs> and theaters had to build uh, a tray to hold the film. Specialty. Yeah. yeah. So I, I am going to see this Thursday night uh, in two days. Yes. Uh, at 9 p.m. Thank you, Kanan. Yeah. When my son, I saw my that, son I bought like... the ticket. My son bought the tickets. I didn't pick it out. He just sent me a thing saying, I got his tickets. And I went, 9 p.m. It's three hours, guy. Yeah. But the he said, the, he said like he checked at five o'clock and most of the theater was sold out and he didn't want to sit way up front. And Christopher Nolan had said that you need to sit like in the back of the theater or near the back and you want to be in the center to get the full effect and blah, blah, blah. So we're going at nine o'clock. Still, dude. Yeah, I know. Yep. 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 
The actor strike sucks. So, what did they say? This is the first time in 63 years that both the writers and the actors were on strike? At the same time, yeah. So, the strike sucks for people who consume entertainment, obviously. You know, like us. Yeah. Uh, but they're also on strike because, you know, the studio execs are making millions of millions millions tens of millions hundreds of millions and the actors aren't getting paid as much and this isn't just talking about the people who you hear you know oh he's getting paid 82 million dollars to do this movie yeah i've seen some of the people from orange is the new black who were like here's my residual pay for every episode that i was in and it's like 13 cents you know, for the number of times that Netflix has aired those episodes, they're getting residual pay of 13 cents. It's ridiculous. Um, It's also very shitty that you see some of these executives like Bob Iger saying, ah, these people are being ridiculous as he's worth almost a billion dollars. Or, you know, the, the one studio exec who went on live TV and said, all we have to do is wait them out until October when their rent comes due and uh, they'll come crawling back to the table. Like, th- this is not um, meaningful negotiation tactics. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, it's not. Not at all. So I, I feel for them all. And, <laughs> dude, Ron Perlman. Have you seen Ron Perlman's TikTok that's going viral? Or his no. video that's going viral? Like, he essentially is threatening to go and burn down the houses of these people. He's like, you're, you're public figures. We know where you live. Your houses Jesus. can burn. Like, and this is fucking Ron Perlman, and he is he's going ham on them. And uh, I'm kind of living for it. But that's funny. I hope that they that they can resolve quickly. You know, like I was telling Julia, the last writer strike that we experienced is when everything shifted. You know, the, the one yeah. thing that I remember was like supernatural going from 24 episodes a season to 10. Yep. You know, this is when everything shifted for TV, when they had to start having like, we lost makeup shows and bionic woman. We lost journeyman. We lost, we got a shortened second. We got, we got, a, we got the second <laughs> season of life, which they ended in a way that it was good. But it got canceled after that. Um, that's when Jay Leno lost the, went from the Tonight Show to 10 o'clock five days a week because of the writer strike. They needed to fill the void. Um, yep. Like this, that affected. So, and because of that move, that's why we lost all those NBC shows. Mm-hmm. And there was so many other casualties of that last writer strike. Um, but it's also the reason why we got more reality television. Why American Gladiators came back. Yeah. Funny enough. American Gladiators got introduced the first time because of a writer's strike and they needed (laughs) non-written television. You know, that's, you know, so I don't know. We'll see what happens, but yeah. You know, they got enough stuff in the can to get us through a few months and then it's going to be just dead. Yes. Yep. Yeah, there's a few shows that are out now that have already shot. They've already, but I mean, I remember seeing the headline that when the writer's strike happened, a lot of shows and movies were shutting down. Some of them weren't. They said Deadpool 3 is moving forward um, just without writers on the set. Ryan Reynolds is banned yeah. from uh, improv 
And then we saw like the Wolverine costume. We saw the 20th Century Fox logo that was yeah. buried in the sand. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as the actor strike happened, they were like, we're done. Like, yeah. production is shut down. So, yeah. So the Flash is now available to buy on digital. <laughs> I liked your, uh, you're like, quick, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said a thing about Peacock's prices going up, the uh, basic tiers going up a dollar, and the premium tiers going up two dollars. Yep. Noticeable I'm still because... going to get it because it's cheaper than watching WWE pay-per-views by pay-per-view. So. Yeah, and, and it's the first time that they've gone up, so. Yep. Yep. My best friend is a vampire getting a Western video release. Dude. I I, I have not seen or thought about this movie in so long. Same. I I don't know why it's having a moment. I don't know why it's suddenly having a Blu-ray thing. Yep. But, yeah, it's a thing. Um, August 2nd, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be on Disney+. Plus. That's cool. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it oh. again. I had sent you a video, a TikTok video about Dogma, which I thought was very interesting. Oh, so, okay. I subscribe to a couple of Instagram feeds Mm -hmm. that sell, I'm just going to say bootleg movies. Uh Like, for instance, The Hateful Eight came out in theaters and it came out on home video. And then an extended version broken down into a four part miniseries came out on Netflix with added footage (laughs) and added scenes. But it's never been released on home video. And this person that does a very good job with their bootlegs, if you will, made a two Blu-ray set with all four parts on it. Mm -hmm. And it's like 10 bucks. So I bought it. And at that time, I noticed that one of the things that he was advertising is coming out was Dogma on Blu-ray. He was doing a Dogma release on Blu-ray. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And like it was gone like that and he made the comment of like you know uh, basically it's out of print blah 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 so I looked into it and I couldn't believe how much Dogma's going for on Blu-ray on the on the interwebs and then yeah obviously we know why now on that yeah. video you said. fucking Harvey Weinstein the biggest piece yeah. of shit in Hollywood is even bigger somehow because he basically yep. owns the rights and he's holding a hostage. He says that he wants $5 million for the rights. And yeah, Kevin Smith could probably pay that. But he's also saying, it's ridiculous. I don't want to give you $5 million. It's not worth it. And you're a piece of shit. So yeah, Harvey Weinstein yep. is basically just holding Dogma hostage. And that sucks. So I own the... I own. So Dogma came out on DVD... <sighs> And I did not buy the initial DVD when it came out on home video. I remember I rented out many copies and recommended it to many, many people. Mm-hmm. And then when the special edition two disc DVD set with all the special features and everything came out, I bought that. So that's what I own. And um, same. I that's again like you're. I've never noticed it's not on streaming, but that is not a movie I, I've I've uh, I've seen in a long time either. I've. I've tried many times because I've been like, oh, I kind of want to watch that, but I want to see if I can find it streaming somewhere rather than digging out my DVD because, you know, it's a collector's edition. You don't want to yeah. risk damaging it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I've i never been able to find it. Or if I do, it's like, you know, used copies for 70 bucks. I'm like, come on, I just want digital. Yeah, um, yeah but that's why. 
There we go. Yeah, exactly. So F Harvey Weinstein. Uh, oh, what's the Ahsoka release date? Oh, it's uh, midway through the month, I believe. It's like yeah, mid-August. I can't remember it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see it pop up like a million times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, essentially, the trailer for Migration. Did you watch that? I did. It's, uh, it's another animated movie, uh, this time about ducks. Kumail Nanjiani is the father duck, and Elizabeth Banks is the mother duck. And he likes living in his pond. It's safe. It's happy. He raises his kids there, and she wants to see the world. So she convinces him to go migrating, and they go migrating, and all the other ducks are heading in the other direction. They find themselves in a big industrial city, and hijinks and shenanigans ensue. It looks good. It looks like a fun kids movie, I guess. Yeah, it's an Illumination who did yeah. Despicable Me yeah. and Minions. And... Yep. And they, they do a good job on their stuff. Yep. I sent you a news thing about Paramount Plus announced today, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Yeah. Comes out October 6th, TV series on Paramount Plus. It takes place in 1969 when a younger Judd Ludlow and his childhood friends have to band together to stop. Like, does this sound like fucking it to you? It sounds like it to me. <laughs> but, but Mike, it's Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Anyhow, I'll watch it, but it sounds a lot like it to me. It does. And uh, the last piece of news that popped up tonight while we were recording is um, that the live-action Masters of the Universe movie is officially dead at Netflix now. No big loss. No big loss. I'm okay. Yeah. I think that's all that I got. Is that all you got? Yep. That's it for me. I I don't have anything else tonight. Okay. Well, then, I guess we could call that a show. That would be our show for this week. Uh, Once again, uh, next week, I am going to be on vacation and not recording. So we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, we will. You're you're on the Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. I'm Superstar Mel on the Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel on the threads, too, but that seems to have lost its luster. (laughs) And... uh, the Instagram as well. And uh, I'm the Quantum Geek, G33K. And we'll That's talk to true. you not next week, but the week after. Two weeks. Later. Later.